Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, no, we suck again. No! Yeah, that was a perfect drop. It's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 <laughs> The Fan. Thank you for rolling with us today on a Cowboy Monday, 105.3 The Fan. I'm Ben Rogers, joined by Jeff Skin Wade, Jonathan Shippy Shipman, Kevin K.T. Turner, the pride and joy of only Texas and all of Texas and all of the United States and all of the world uh, is hurting today as the Dallas Cowboys lose to the Saints. 12 to 0. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I hadn't even really considered it. It's basically a complete reversal of last year's Saints-Cowboys game Mm -hmm. where the Cowboys won 13-10 with an incredible defensive effort. Uh, It was a team in the Saints, different time of year, that had been rolling incredibly high offensively. And then they came into our building, and that offense ran into the ground. It just stopped. And that's what happened yesterday. Cowboys offense had been... Super prolific, obviously against lesser teams, but they just couldn't get things going. They fumble farted away opportunities, Ben. They Dak missed some throws. The offense was confounding what Kellen and the gang were calling, and it was a very, very frustrating game because even if the Cowboys had lost, I think people expected them to lose in a shootout, and that never materialized. I'm not I'm not broken about it i'm not i'm not uh hurting today honestly though because it it's a tough place to go win yeah and they're a very i mean it was a hard-fought game the usa today said the cowboys were embarrassed or exposed i i, I don't see it that way it just, i there are some uh, perplexing aspects of it like i don't understand why the cowboys went back to this hey let's run the ball on first down thing i don't know why they insisted on cramming the ball up the middle we saw it so many times last year it almost seemed like, I don't know, Lenahan stuck, snuck onto the sideline and, and took Kellen Moore's headset. It certainly felt like that at times. It just felt like a simplified older version of kind of what the Cowboys had done in the past. One person brought this up to me. They're like, okay, wait a second. Are they just now going back to that style because now they feel like Zeke's ready? He wasn't ready before because he was in Cabo. I don't think so. I, I like your theory about the noise, about keeping it simple and and you know, listening to Jason Garrett today, he got a little testy on with Sean and RJ. The the reality is they had some things that didn't go their way. They had the, a couple penalties with Amari Cooper. They had two fumbles that were uncharacteristic from one from Witt and one from Zeke. And a couple things didn't go their way, and they were still very much in this thing. But Garrett just points out, you look up, and you know, with the putting the ball on the ground a couple times and. A couple of the ways things got away from us, you look up, we only had nine drives in the game, and so they just didn't have a lot of plays, I guess. That still doesn't – I mean, they, they went into this game to me and said, hey, we're not going to use Pollard as much. We're going to run the ball up the middle more. And that backfired. The game plan backfired. The game plan backfired. Why don't we, why don't we just start wildly theorizing and speculating on why they did what they did yesterday? A couple things struck me, though. We've spent a lot of time through the first three weeks of the season talking about what the Cowboys have and haven't shown in tendencies and some of these sorts Mm -hmm. of things. And so, you know, Garrett is such a game plan guy and is such a, we're going to stick to what we do. And I think they had prepared all week going in there saying, we're going to run the ball, we're going to wear them down, 
were going to take them out of the game with long drives and take the noise out of it. And it, we saw this anytime they tried to audible. It got real crazy and real hectic, and it was difficult for them to do. And quite frankly, I think that was their approach, and I think their approach was pretty right because I think the Cowboys should have won that game when you look at the fact that the defense held the Saints to 12 points when they got two turnovers at midfield. And so I think that they their game plan was to go in there and kind of dominate the old way, and quite frankly, they should have done that. They thought they were going to do that. They thought they were going to to make all that happen, and I think the other aspect of it is is to have teams sitting there scratching their head going, who are these Cowboys and what they're doing? Because it wasn't been just even running the ball that much. The pre-motion snap, the pre-snap motion stuff wasn't there like we've seen before. And so they're throwing a lot of different things out there that people hadn't been prepared for, uh, you know, through this first month of the season. And teams that they're going to play more are going to be like, wait a minute, why are they doing this? I think that they thought they could win that way. They were pretty close to winning that way. They just had three turnovers and some missed opportunities, and that's how you lose a road game 12 to 10. I got a lot of, uh, I guess, thoughts in my head. Maybe one of it was they they thought, maybe they thought the Saints might overcorrect. So, hey, we'll go back to our old ways and just, mm-hmm. and I, I think more than anything, they thought, because that Jason's core, the identity of this team, is still Jason, right? Mm-hmm. At least for now it is. Uh, maybe I would have thought different if things would have gone differently last night. At the core, they thought they could just line up and beat the Saints. Mm-hmm. And honestly... They kind of they should have they kind of did in some aspects of the game. Both teams shot themselves in the foot about a zillion times. I can't help but think about remember the fun and, and we're playing when we say it the fun discussions of well Jason's always able to go into Jerry and explain why things happen the way they happened right in a way that is good for Jason. Jason can do the same thing today as he's always been able to do. He can go well if Witten doesn't fumble there. And, if Zeke doesn't fumble there, I mean, you this is a whole different game, Jerry. I think if ever, if you're playing the if-bomb game, it's really dangerous because if yeah. New Orleans doesn't have all those dumb penalties, they beat the Cowboys by 20. Yeah, uh, It could have been way worse. I mean, ultimately, the Cowboys got beat up front on both sides, right? Yeah. Even when they wanted to stop the Saints from running the ball, they, you know, the Saints were able to keep some – they were able to, you know, stay on the field, keep their offense on the field, keep drives going – uh, convert third downs and just run, 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 and the Cowboys couldn't get the stops they needed to when they needed to. And then ultimately, dude, Lattimore put absolute clamps on Amari Cooper. That matchup of a yeah. top corner against a top receiver, uh, advantage corner. I mean, dude, Amari got shut down. I'm going to lie to myself and say that is because Amari was compromised, and that's why yeah. he had two offensive Possible. penalties. Possible. I mean, crap I, look, calls, though. Crap calls. Crap calls. We're early in the season. But to have two offensive pass interference calls in one game on the same dude, what the hell, man? Yeah. That's crazy. It's flag happy all day long. I mean, as a guy who sat on my couch for 10 hours yesterday, like, guys, just keep the laundry in your pocket a little more often. Don't you guys think? It's unreal. Don't you guys think that the refs carry something into a New Orleans game? Sure. I mean. Human nature. Human nature. That that crew was like 12-1. and one, I saw uh, that. For, for, for With the Saints. The Saints yeah. are 12-1 with that crew. Yeah. With that, with that head official, I don't know. I don't know if they do or not because there are so many of those refs who were on that crew who weren't there. 
you know, when that happens. No, I'm just saying they know the perception of, hey, the league is screwed New Orleans. I mean, the Saints had way more penalties than the Cowboys did. So, yeah. I, you know, I, just, I look at it that way. That's true. <laughs> we got some uh, text messages coming in. Uh, this one is a common thread. The fact remains we got beat by a backup quarterback. No, he's a starter. He's a starting level. He's, he's a, a starter. starter caliber quarterback. Uh, he should be starting somewhere. And he's the highest paid backup in the league, yeah. right? Yes. He's a starter. He's a very capable quarterback. He made so. good throws, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, so we didn't get beat by a backup. That wasn't, that, wasn't, a backup. that wasn't Cooper Rush that won that game for New Orleans. No. No. That was a good quarterback. That was a former. I think he was the first pound pick of the second round, right? Or was he into the first round? High pedigreed player. He just had a serious, serious injury yeah. that derailed his career. He was going to be Minnesota's uh, franchise quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. This is a common thread from the 469. He said, I'm going to look at this as a chess match. They might expect to see the Saints in the playoffs, so they gave them a basic they gave them basic crap now. Just to uh, just to bounce later, it was a bait game. There's a lot of people that that feel like this is a possibility, but I think it's so hard to win games in the NFL. I don't think they would have held back. I don't think I, they would have done anything. They got beat at the point of attack. They got beat on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and I think to that texter's point, that's kind of the way I feel about it, Ben, but not so much of I think they felt like they could win stripping it down, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. They put themselves in a position to. They didn't. Cat, look. If you're going to win games on the road against good teams, you got to execute great plays when you have the opportunity to do it. We'll, we'll talk about uh, whether or not we thought Dak was good or bad or the same or whatever. Truth is, he missed a couple plays that he could have made, and had he made those plays, it's a completely different ballgame. Somebody says, call it out. Don't be homers. Wow, you're not willing to call out overrated Dak who wants $40 million. Yeah, just like you, bros. Just like you don't pin everything when it goes well on Dak, you don't pin everything when it doesn't go well on Dak. And a quarterback needs time in the pocket. Did he miss some throws? He missed the We, we talked about the this. The Cobb play. The Randall Cobb, he missed, he missed that in That's the end zone. That's a touchdown. Um, was it his best game? Absolutely not. But he was also under duress. I mean, things were not working out. And and again, we've talked about this time and time again. The reason why I think universally we don't like the Cowboys running the ball on first down is because it makes the rest of the drive more difficult. Mm-hmm. When you throw the ball on first down, it gives you a better chance, especially when they've run, run, run on first down so much in the past. And it just makes drives more difficult. So you're asking him to do something that's more difficult. I don't think that the Cowboys held back their scheme in terms of a chess match for later in the year. But what I do subscribe to is your theory, Skin, about the noise and the inability to call audibles because it was so freaking loud. And I think that does make some sense. But you don't need to hit the huddle with a run play call that you have to audible out of. They they tried to run. Dude, 18 carries for 36 yards or 35 yards for Zeke. At what point do you realize, all right, we're not going to be able to run? Yeah, no, you're right. And and it also though it makes me it leads to the idea of that was everything going in because once you're in there and you're in the chaos, it's hard to shift gears. And they never oh, yeah. they never shifted gears, which means they were on one gear. That's the gear that they were going to throw down they with. They did shift gears. It was their first drive of the second half and they scored a touchdown on it. And mm-hmm. then they didn't go back to it. Which That's, they prob- which they probably discussed it. Issue. Which they probably but, discussed at halftime. We're going to go out there and do this first time we get the ball. I, I do think there could be something. Hey, first of all, I hope it was a bait game. That would be awesome. But I do think there's something to the fact of dialing it down because you're in that environment. They just watched tape on the Saints doing that same exact thing in Seattle. I mean, the Saints obviously Bridgewater brings different circumstances than Drew Brees, but the Saints dialed down their game plan in Seattle because of crowd noise mm-hmm. and because of weather conditions and things like that. Cowboys could have done the same thing, but I do think at their core, and there's no better example than the fourth and one play, hey, we're going to line it up here, and we're going to beat you. 
and we've seen it a million times. Now, they did get two yards, it looked like. They would have got the first down if Zeke doesn't fumble, but it was just like, guys, it doesn't have to be that close. It doesn't have to be like that. Load up the box, run right up the middle. We've seen it a million times, and that will get you beat if you don't if you continue to do it like they, that, they, okay, they, you know, they were. Like it's just, well, this gets into this word that we've used with Garrett a million times, and the word is conservative. Don't you guys agree? Not letting a dynamic rookie be a part of the action on the road is a conservative approach. Very yeah, good. that's a, just a conservative mentality. Right, tough environment for him. Let's not put him in that. He might be rattled. The moment might be too much. And think about it. So this is where we get into the whole what I, I do not want to beat up Garrett for this game. Okay, because we, we're not in those meetings. We don't know what was and wasn't done. Yeah. But what we know is that Tony Pollard was Kellen Moore's toy. He wanted that. So we're looking at a game. That's true. It's not a, a Kellen Moore We're game. looking at a game that doesn't look like the other three games. It's very conservative, and Kellen Moore's toy isn't even out there doing stuff. So it's, it's easy yeah. to go, well, okay, Garrett really flexed because Garrett looks at it and goes, Hey, guys, I've been in this environment a million times. Here's the way we need to go win this game. But I do think there's a value to experience. And Kellen Moore is the youngest coordinator in the league. He's never done this before. He may have been taken behind the woodshed. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to adjust. You have to adjust to the adjustments. And then you have to adjust to those adjustments. I mean, this is these could be growing pains. I mean, we always say that a young coach will be better in his next opportunity after enduring these growing pains. This right. might just be growing pains for him as well. Well, you know, and Kellum's asked about the offense all in the offseason. Collaborative. It's going to be collaborative. Mm-hmm. Collaborative. We talked about week 17 last year when Linehan got to call the plays, but the game plan, we're led to believe, was many people. There was a graphic on the TV broadcast last night, and it was four windows, kind of Brady Bunch style, but it was four windows. Kitna in the top left, mm-hmm. Garrett in the top right, Kellen Moore in the bottom left, and Nussmeyer in the bottom right. Right. And you mentioned Kellen Moore's toy, Tony Pollard, wasn't in the game? Well, guess who else didn't play much? Nussmeyer's toy, Blake Jarwin. And he had their biggest offensive game of the day. God. He wasn't in the mix either. Okay. I'm just sorry. Yesterday does not feel, and I'm not saying this def- uh, like in a definite nature because who could know? Right. But yesterday did not feel like the new offense, the it, Kellen Moore offense. Yesterday was Garrett. It, it okay. looked like Garrett. Mm. So let's talk about know. let's talk about this Smoke coming this up. Fire, let's talk baby. about this coming up next. Let's talk about Garrett's decision at the end of the first half that confused everybody. What was he doing there? We'll talk about the Cowboys going for it on fourth down next on 105.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let in Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What does Travis Frederick think about this loss? He'll tell us at 1040. What does Stephen Jones think about this loss? He'll tell us at noon. It's the Ben and Skin Show. 105.3 The Fan on a overreaction Monday. Shout out Randy Galloway. Uh, you can always hit up the show on the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text, 877-881-1053. Would love to hear what you have to say about this game. A lot of people, I think, frustrated with Garrett. A lot of people thinking, all right, what's the deal with Dak? Have we seen a mirage these first three games? Uh, so, you know, it's very standard overreaction stuff. But 
there's a real pivotal mo- uh, moment in the game that is worth talking about, especially within the context of what I think we all agree here was a very conservative game plan that felt very Jason Garrett. So if you're looking at it that way, why did the Cowboys go for it on fourth and two at midfield, down 6-3, with a minute and a half to go, knowing that New Orleans was going to get the ball to start the second half. What did you guys make of that? Well, I think it showed a lot of confidence in the defense, which was justified because that defense was incredible. They didn't give up a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And that's still a lot of weapons on that Saints team. And I, I think that was a chance there to say, hey, even if you get the ball, we have confidence in our defense, which I was shocked that they were doing it. But I also respected it because it's like we we talk about how conservative Garrett is, how in situations like that, typically his coconuts go way up inside his body and they can't be found. And ever since, was it last year or the year before when everyone started killing him for not going for the fourth and ones? Mm-hmm. Houston game. He started going for them all the time Every now. Time. Dude. I, still, I, I immediately thought, okay, this is him sending a message to everyone. Oh, no, I'm, I'll go for fourth and ones. I remember when Jerry called me to his office and told me what a P I was. I, I remember that very much and how Jerry built his empire by risking it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. That was way more dangerous, by the way, when you're just assessing risk. What they did yesterday was way more dangerous than what he passed in the Houston game. Absolutely. I actually, knowing that the Saints had the ball coming out of the second half, right? I personally was a big believer. And I, trust me, I'm normally very aggressive. I think you should go for two every time, okay? Right, right. But right then, in 6-3, and this felt like last year's kind of, it felt like the Errol Spence-Sean Porter fight, just back and forth, back and forth. Good boxing right And I was sitting there going, my goodness, they're going to go for it right here, huh? I didn't all understand right. it I, at all. I thought the smart play there would have been to go ahead and punt it, play yes. defense. Yes. The, 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 the Saints had not shown that they could take the ball, uh, you know, all the way down the field on you. So to me, six three at the half, I'll cut my losses, or maybe maybe I get a stop real quick, and maybe I get the ball back in decent field position yeah. with a little bit of time left because there was time. It was under the two minute, just under the two minute warning. You had your timeout. To keep in mind, New Orleans had two timeouts as well. To underscore your point, KT, the two field goal scoring drives for New Orleans before that, fifty two yards and twenty seven yards. Yeah. The Cowboys gifted them the ball at midfield with two timeouts. And 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 let and and to your point, Ben, about the defense, that's fair. The Saints got it down to the one. They were very close to scoring a touchdown. One of the, the most critical point of an NFL game in managing the game is knowing who gets the ball to start the second half in the final five minutes of the first half. That is where so many games are lost. That is hypercritical. That can double down as a two possession game. And so the point being. They hadn't been able to move the ball on you. And to gift them the ball at midfield, going, hey, we're going to give them back-to-back potential scoring possessions, it's a three-point game. What the hell were they doing? I liked it. I think it's a chance to say, hey, man, we're we're not scared of you. We're going to win this game. We're going to take over. And they got it. They converted. They got it, yeah. They converted. I mean, it was successful. And so... I mean, it, we're, we're really, it's not about whether or not it was the right call. It was the right call because it worked, uh, but it was, there was a fumble called. And, dude, I thought Zeke's elbow was down anyways. Um, but as always, the Saints, you know, the referees always give the Saints every call. They get every single call. I don't know, man. I, I think the refs, we looked at the refs yesterday. <laughs> the, way, the refs played that right, though. The way you're supposed to play that is call it a fumble yep. and then overturn it. 
The problem you have is to that play it. too many times refs don't do that. No, but here's know? the problem on that. And you're right. That's the that's the way to do it. But the rules are a problem. The rule goes into the idea of is there conclusive evidence? And so I saw uh, our buddy Bobby tweeted this out last night. If there's already doubt, why wouldn't you approach it with a clean slate? Why wouldn't you just? Why wouldn't you? Okay, there's doubt. So let's approach it with a clean slate. What and you, whether you have a committee or whatever it is, if there's five people looking at it, what do three people think? But the idea that you have to conclusively overturn it doesn't really make sense, does it? Because you're already saying uh, we don't trust what we've seen on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, look, I'm the guy who wants replay to go away. Yeah. I'm 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 down to live with human error because they can't get it right with robots. So, I mean, this not this happens at least once a week. You see a replay and go, huh? Okay, let, what were they even looking at? Okay, Why are they doing this? Let's look at results right quick. Look at New Orleans' first drive to start the second half. Mm-hmm. How different is this game if it's six three when the Cowboys go down and score? It's that at that point it's ten it's little, to six. It's a little different, and yeah. it's a New Orleans team that can't move the ball and can't get I, anything from field goals. And now they're two field goals down from even toppling your score. I have a problem killing Garrett for that when the fact is what Ben said they got it. Now mm-hmm. I do think like it's the thing. If we're going to talk about this, we had a turnover every leaf. I wouldn't have done it. I would have punted just because the vibe of the game, the way it was going. But they did get it, so. That's where that's fair. Also, that's fair. They're also playing with a lot of confidence, yeah. and, and you know they came into this game with a ton of confidence, and you know it was a chance to take the crowd out of the game, to take momentum, and if you go down the field and you score, then you go into halftime, and that's what they're thinking about, and it's like yeah. a chance. And I, I would much rather see the Cowboys get out of their conservative ways and try to go for the win as opposed to play for the overtime field goal or whatever. This, which seems to be. Garrett's conservative nature but I, you know I didn't have a problem with the call I mean it was ballsy as hell but it's so rare to see ballsy from Garrett that I, I liked it I want to give Zeke credit too here and I know people talk about Zeke uh, maybe not being uh, always accountable on mm-hmm. the uh, off the field mm-hmm. uh, after the game he said I put it on the ground my fault can't happen right. you know he, he took full ownership of that fumble and I thought that was a very mature thing of him to do because you never, you know, Zeke, Zeke on the field has always been a very accountable player, to be honest with you. Yeah. You don't ever get excuses from him. And his numbers look real bad last night. I actually thought Zeke played really well last night. I thought Zeke got some a few extra yards on plays where there was nothing. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of great catches. There were a couple times where he saw him in blitz pickup. I thought Zeke was really good last night. Just There was just nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And that's what that all comes down to. But my frustration with the fourth and one, if you're going to do the fourth and one bit all year long, well, don't be bringing, don't lump everyone into the box. They did it. They didn't do it with tight ends. That was an eleven personnel, I think, which means three wide receivers. But they still had them bunched in together. And I was just like, oh god! And I was just watching it before they snapped it. I was like, they're not going to get this. They're not going to get it. It's all tight in between the numbers. But they did technically. It would have been a first down if he didn't fumble. So. Did either one of you guys freak out about them being able to uh, attempt to pass with four seconds to go and then still get the field goal off? Did that um, upset you guys in any way? It didn't upset me. Uh, you know, they started talking about it on the broadcast. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, maybe they're on to something. And then you watched it and you're like, okay, I think it hit something over there. But they need to go to the NBA style clock where, you know, there's tenths of seconds. You yeah. can see it when it gets under five or whatever it gets under. Because it, you know, it may have been 4.9 seconds, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And then when they stop the clock, it may have been 2.0 seconds. Mm-hmm. There's no telling. Uh, but I think regardless, there should have been some time left. I don't, yeah, I, th- I think so too. I don't think it was close enough to where 
it would have been halftime. Do you hear Garrett, though, with Sean and RJ? Yeah, no. I got it right here. You want to hear it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so this is Garrett. Would you like to see clock change to where you have those tens of seconds? Yeah, it's interesting you say that because that's the first thing that kind of came into my mind is, you know, maybe we need something like that because um, it just seemed like, you know, two seconds. There was a lot of things that happened in that two seconds. So uh, there, there were, I saw someone on Twitter sent this to me, and, and you watched the clip. And he says, well, they didn't start the clock until he threw the ball. And I just go, well, how do you know? Because mm-hmm. there are four. Right. It was still four seconds. When Teddy released the ball, it was still at four seconds. Right. Uh, when the ball was snapped, it was at four seconds. So you just can't tell. There's all that time in between there. Now, the ref, uh, was it McLaurin? Is that the guy? Uh, I don't know. The, 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 the ref on the national broadcast. Oh, yeah. Because it's when the ball hits the ground out of bounds. Yeah. When it hits it, it out, out whatever of it hits. Well, what camera angle saw the ball land out of bounds did you see the ball land no you just see the ball go through the window of the tv yeah you don't see it land and did the clock operator see that it clock but it stopped at two like if it would have stopped at one then i think maybe we're talking about something there were two full seconds teddy appeared to kind of know how much time you know know, he didn't get a good throw on it but he appeared to kind of Dude, he no, got rid of it quick, and yeah. the, the receiver didn't even get to where he needed to be because they were rushing it so much. What the the thing that it really, you know, got me thinking about is, man, Peyton knows what he can do with how much time is left. That's that's what my first thought you're, is. That is a guy who's yeah. in command of what is happening in the you're game. You're thinking better game manager than Garrett. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I'll say this: Garrett got a touchdown last night, and Sean Peyton did not. So. Oh well, that's why. That's the that? other thing that we need uh, to. We we've gone uh, too long without talking about how great the defense was. Yeah. They held them to four field goals, and that Cowboys team had two mid midfield turnovers. Yeah. That's yeah. really impressive. And how about this? An interception. Incredible. That's a tough one, too. Yeah. I mean, I, that is such a – I mean, if you told me going into the game, listen, uh, the, the things that you don't worry about with the Cowboys are their offense. They're putting up over 30 points a week. The things you worry about is can they get pressure and can they get turnovers, and they got both. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just what's so great about the NFL because it, it just didn't matter. They still lost. It didn't matter. They still lost, and that's the other thing, too. We're, you know, A lot of times we come in here and do the show, and we base it off of social media reactions or these text messages, and quite frankly, those are places to vent your frustration. And when you're frustrated, you're not thinking the most rationally. You're emotional. People are very emotional about last night's loss. But if you step back, and you go before the season started and you had no idea how the season was going to unfold, if you said you enter October 3-1, and one, you'd go, oh, cool, yeah, and you're probably going to lose that road game at New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. And they, so uh, what was the reaction on social media? I wasn't really on so, social media. Uh, night, a lot of people were... Uh, this, Off with their heads! Yeah, this team sucks. Really? After 3 and oh, right. yeah. and and, uh, and if you're not willing to go on the air and say that this is the crappiest team of all time, you're a P and Jerry Jones owns you. It's time to tank. <laughs> it's just a lot of that stuff, you know, but that happens because quite frankly, I mean, I'm, I made the weird decision not to drink last night. I always assume that at the end of a Cowboy game, everybody's drunk and pissed off. I don't know off. about on Sunday nights, though, man. I don't Dude. I get up and go to work in the morning. Oh, that's the best time to sip a little something, man. Get you some Balcones and sip on it. The game's going down, and then you're just, like, really feeling it by the fourth quarter. I don't know about that. I don't know if I, I know it's bad. I think that's where you get hangovers. I think the 325 game's good because you got a couple hours okay. to chill on it. Um, but I think also <laughs> I agree. Um, there was also a lot of people get drunk, who were freak, freaking about, and then there were people who were mad at Garrett. 
I mean, because that's the, the number one thing that pops up is I've seen this. I've seen this. It I've reeks of Garrett. This. Is that the conspiracy? Did Garrett get his paws on this thing? Garrett got that's, the blame for last night's loss. Garrett got the blame for it. Kellen got all the credit for the first three games. <laughs> it's a great position to be in for yeah. Kellen. Uh, okay, so and and so Kellen and Dak are in the clear. This uh-huh. is not their fault. This right. is Garrett sneaking into the offense's hospital room yes. and taking a pillow and suffocating them in the middle of the night while the nurse isn't watching. That's what happens when you've been here for a decade and you have like two <laughs> playoff wins. It's basically what happens, man. It's like, hey, I remember this last decade. Hey. This is Garrett's fault. Yes, yes. And Kellen- I sat there and did the same damn thing. Well, Garrett, what did Garrett do? Why did Garrett do this? Honey, come in here. I- what is Garrett doing right now? I was thinking it was Kel Linehan Moore. <laughs> Yeah, you know, seriously, <laughs> all three of them together. Oh, like that was Kellen's band. tribute game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't forget Scott, everybody. Send one up for Scott. Yeah. All right, it's Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. We've got a tense interview now. Oh, man. we got oh. to interview Travis Frederick, and it's you know yeah. easy when things are riding high and his Madden rating's really high. <laughs> right. But now, He's a sweet man then. we got to see what Madden's going to do to his rating, and the offensive line didn't have their best game. Well, Coming up next. Did he change his pants? The end of our, what? You know, have fun. Oh, because he sweats in. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah, were no, you yeah. ending a yeah. second ago? Uh, <laughs> what was Ben about maybe the, the last Travis Frederick <laughs> oh, interview no. Oh, no. while his Mad rating is in 96? <laughs> uh, we'll talk to Travis Frederick <laughs> next on the Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Before. Uh, it's the Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan on a Cowboy Monday. We're overreacting wildly to a Cowboys loss 12 to 10 uh, to the Saints. And joining us now after a loss, which I know he regrets these shows now more than ever. Uh, brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys, and Dr. Pepper. It's time for this. If I'm going into Wisconsin. Well, I got the kicked out of me in Wisconsin once. Forget it. Snap count on my mind, Romo hand on my butt. I'm the center, and that's what's up, yeah. I touch the ball on every play. And if you see me coming at you, it's time to pray. I got a big beard and a real mean streak in the bedroom i'm a super freak i once say the whole honey baked ham ask a dt who the f- i am my name is frederick yeah travis frederick my name is frederick yeah travis frederick Ah, uh, yes. Thank you, Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys, and Dr. Pepper for this, an opportunity for us to visit with all-world center Travis Frederick. How you doing today, Travis? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing uh, we're doing great, man. Thanks for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. And, and obviously, uh, it's more fun to have these talks after a win, but now we have to grill you with the hardest questions of your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew what I signed up for when I agreed to move to Mondays. <laughs> right, you're on Mondays now. Uh, you know, uh, Thursdays was a little easier at that point, but I mean, uh, that's all right. On Thursday, you've had a chance to marinate. Cowboy fans aren't worried. Media's not worried about whatever happened in the past. It's about the future. But right now, you're smack dab in the eye of the storm for overreaction. Uh, so a lot of people asking about, did you guys come out with a little bit of a different game plan were you were you were you trying to run the ball more on first down did you go with less play action was it because it was noisy so what can you tell us about your team's approach offensively um I'm not exactly sure um if the game plan was specifically set up differently than than it previously had been um you know as the plays get called out um you know we just sort of execute those and and we talk about some of those game plan things during the week but a lot of that you know play calling and that sort of flow of the game is sort of left up to the game itself. So 
during the week we're practicing the plays that we think are going to be good into their looks and um, how we can adjust to them and things like that. But we don't practice the actual flow of the game itself. So um, I'm not exactly sure if that was the plan or if that was something that just kind of happened uh, through the game. How much discussion is there about adjusting what you guys do or you know, configuring what you do based on the environment? Because we're having a lot of discussion about it. it looked crazy. I mean, we heard it, but it also looked crazy noisy, the way you guys were trying to communicate with one another. Did that have an impact on what you guys did or didn't call last night? That's also uh, it's it's hard for me to answer. I don't I don't think that it did. Um, I don't I don't know that for a fact because I wasn't the one calling the plays. But I will say it was pretty loud there. But I was really happy with our communication as a group, um, especially offensively. I don't know about on, on the defensive side of the ball, but for us, um, I felt like we were able to get the calls out and get the adjustments that we needed on the field. Um, and sometimes in an environment like that, you have you have misses. And I can say honestly, um, within the O line, I don't think we had um, any of those miscommunications or missed plays or anything like that. So, in in terms of uh, the the noise, it didn't keep you guys from audibling or in any way, or, or hurt you guys in in regards to communication. No, you know we were able to. Uh, several of those plays were were audible or checked. Um, oftentimes, um, multiple plays are given in the huddle, and, and we pick one. Um, so, uh, all of that was able to happen. Um, so, I th- I do think that the practice that we put. Uh, into that during the week with the extra crowd noise and um, you know just our communication being overly communicative during the week um, did help us there I realize we're barely 12 hours removed from the end of that game by this point that we're talking to you but uh, you know just looking down at the numbers you go okay the team wasn't successful running the ball Mm -hmm. did it feel that way during the game did it feel like hey we're missing these assignments or they're loading up on us you know being so close to the game why does it feel like you guys weren't able to run the ball yeah I think we really just felt out of rhythm you know I think that's the biggest thing that that I I look at now you know we haven't had a chance to meet about it yet we'll do that this afternoon but um it really did just feel out of rhythm and I think it was one of those times um where execution wasn't on point and it was it was you know one play you know there's an early play where I missed a, a linebacker run through and the the next play somebody tripped and, there, and the next play there was somebody else it was kind of like each play somebody had a, a bad one and, and we just couldn't get everybody together at the same point it, it wasn't that everybody played bad the whole game it was that every once in a, every couple of plays somebody had something wrong and and when that happens and you're not in the flow as a group, um, that's when it shows up that it looks like there are a lot of bad plays in a row. Well, it looked like the Saints' defense uh, was just stuffing the run. Malcolm Brown looked like he was he was hell to deal with. Although, uh, on the touchdown run, I noticed you and Zach had some ferocious blocks on that, so congratulations on that. But in general, uh, it looked like it was really tough sledding for you guys. Is, is this just a case of you win some, you lose some, and their defensive line just happened to be a little bit better than you guys on this particular day? Is that oversimplifying it? You know, I think there there is a little bit of truth to that. I think that um, those guys really did come out and, and play really well. And like I said, there was there was times here and there that we just we weren't on our P's and Q's. And, you know, we need to focus on being better about that and, and being better for a higher percentage of the time so that we have a better chance of everybody being great together. You know, and they did a lot of things on defense. They came in with a great game plan. They uh, made a lot of adjustments, and they had a lot of checks in place so that they – if they knew when we were running the ball, they would, uh, you know, check into a pressure uh, right into that. It was it was sort of the perfect deal. So you could tell that they had definitely studied and uh, were able to kind of tee off on a couple of those things. 
This is Travis Frederick joining us on Monday mornings after the Cowboys play, brought to you by Miller Lite and Dr. Pepper, two great tastes that go great together. <laughs> um, so, Travis, uh, last night, what did your homie Tyron say very stoically after the game about the way he was feeling? Well, uh, as you may imagine, there wasn't a lot of words that came out of Tyron's mouth after the game. <laughs> uh, he doesn't say a lot, right. and uh, um, I, I did see him in that boot. Uh, hopefully he's doing all right. I haven't talked to him yet this morning. Um, I'm sure he's here getting treatment already. I haven't been down to the training room yet, um, but I'll, I'll go check on him right away. I know after the game I checked on him, and he seemed, you know, seemed okay, but um, you know, definitely not great. Wow, that sucks to hear. Uh, okay, I want to go back just for a minute. You talked about uh, the Saints having an awesome game plan. Do you think they were able to pick up on when you guys were running and when you when you weren't? You know, I I did notice um, the linebackers and a couple of those people, you know, making signals after we would check to things. And I don't know if that's a case of them, you know, being able to steal some of our signals or if it's based on uh, situation and tendencies. You know, we have um, in in this day and age, we have these computer programs that do all of. Uh, you know, the scouting video and all of that stuff. So they can pick up tendencies um, that your brain would never be able to pick up. And uh, it's really amazing to see that data. And so sometimes there's things like that that come up. I don't know exactly what it was, um, but I do know that if we're going to be more successful, we're going to have to execute Ooh. better. Uh, can you email me and skin that data? Um, data. What are you talking about? Yeah, data? you said the, the robot, the robots who are crunching all the numbers. <laughs> we need that proprietary data. Uh, you know, I just don't think that's something that I'm in the power to share. You know, Dude, maybe. just let us have your login. Yeah, you don't even have to share it. What's yeah. your password? Is it one of those deals where if there's multiple <laughs> logins onto the same name that the computer will recognize that? Yeah, I think it's one of the, you have to do a recaptcha every time you come in and oh, make sure you're not okay. a robot. And, and yeah. once you're um, once you're coming in from a different IP address, it, it recognizes that and, and sees you as an outsider. So I, I'm just not sure that's going to work. You told us off air that all the offensive linemen share the same illegal Hulu account, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I don't remember that particular conversation, yeah. uh, but that sounds like something that you guys would do yeah. on your show. Yeah. Must have been a dream. Yeah, we yeah. would. We yeah. would totally do that. Yeah. Uh, listen, we're huge fans of yours, and and today is it just shows what a class act you are. You're coming on doing this interview, great answers, not shying away from any questions. And I think uh, you'd be great to do endorsements. I think you're a perfect spokesperson <laughs> for, for brands out there. I, I honestly do. I think you'd be exceptional. You, you're great off on and off the field. You're a lot in the community. Uh, and, and so I noticed that Dak was talking about eating Wendy's nuggets in the huddle last week and so maybe you could just start talking about advertisers when you know he's mic'd up have you thought about that well that's definitely an, an idea i don't know that he actually mentioned that particular brand name um the clip <laughs> i saw was just specifically spicy nuggets wait you had to see the clip you didn't live it uh <laughs> actually i don't remember him saying that at all so i don't i don't know exactly sure how that how that happened wow you leave the him huddle. Out. wow but you leave the huddle faster than everyone else because you run up to the ball um so, you know, i don't i'm not sure that's necessarily on. a true statement Casey. yeah, yeah. Hey. why are you lying on the wow. radio yeah quit lying on the radio well, i think ready break well ready break and are you the guy on. who says ready break no dax's the guy that says okay ready okay break. do you get to clap Everybody claps. Okay, yeah. good. So, so that's an important so piece. So Skin brings up an important point. You were tuning Dak out in the huddle. And then Kevin Kevin implied that if 
Travis runs to the ball and Dak is still talking. Travis just doesn't have the energy to go back and hear what the end of what Dak is saying is. You know, I'm very uh, cognizant of the things that are being said there. I, huh. I think that must have been during a timeout. Uh, you know, and during the timeout, I'm, I usually am trying to wipe all the sweat off of my face and my uh, my body. Yeah, you're like, oh, that. God, he's back there talking about nuggets again. Get me the hell out of here. Well, you know, sometimes if he gets to be talking about food, it, then it really is distracting. Okay. You, know? I you get that. hungry during the games? Absolutely. You expend a lot of energy out there. You know, um, you know, pregame, you eat some extra food. You know, they, we have sort of fuel bars and all that stuff. And then during halftime, again, generally a lot of people will eat during that time too. I like the idea of why wait till halftime. I like when you when the defense is in, you guys just have a small little restaurant over there, have some food servers <laughs> over there, and bring in you plates and stuff. Can I take your order? Why not do that? Just get get some get some protein, bro. And I'm just not sure that's the uh, the best way to do that. It might make you feel a little heavy or. No. Um, I have a hard time, you know, I have very specific things that I can eat. You know, I don't, I try not to eat peanut butter and jelly. That's one of the favorite things to eat is people eat peanut butter and jelly during, during or before the game. And I try not to do that because I get that peanut butter taste in my mouth the whole game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. That's that's bad for me. And then you have peanut butter on the top of your mouth where you're trying to call out audibles for <laughs> blocking audibles and that's stuff. That's tough. Yeah, it's it's difficult to uh, to really enunciate with that peanut butter mouth. I love the whole visual of you guys sitting over there looking at overhead shots while eating roast beef and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Only you could come up with this stuff. <laughs> Uh, how's your first uh, Monday interview after a loss going? Um, so far, it's okay. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I, I, no. I think it, I think it could be better. Uh, KT really asked a bad question there. Yeah, sorry oh. about the can whole KT it? thing. Can I save it? That was, like it, save no, it? that was like an early turnover in your yeah. own territory, man. Let's see if you can save it. Good luck. So, night game, what time did you guys get home this morning? Hey, that's a great question, KT. Yeah. yeah. Um, the plane landed about a uh, quarter to two, I think. I was back in bed, I believe. I looked at the clock at 2.15. You didn't go clubbing last night when you landed? <laughs> uh, no. Keep it open for no. you? No. <laughs> I was looking for you. Uh, no way. I, uh, I went straight to bed knowing I'd have to get up early and deal with you guys this oh, morning. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Jerry's at the front of the plane going, let's go to the Cowboy Club. Come on, everybody. <laughs> Well, keep it uh, open late. Well, so just just to put a bow on this thing, obviously it, it wasn't what you guys wanted to have happen. But uh, look, you started off the season. Really, I don't know why I'm giving you a pep talk here. He needs it. <laughs> you start hearing after what Kevin did to him. He was so on the dump. Hey, keep, keep keep your head up, Travis. You guys are still a good football team, buddy. Hey, you know, uh, like I said last night, I, I was talking to the reporters. It, it's Which it's a it's a long. Well, I believe this was specifically uh, Archer. Um, oh, okay. And yeah. uh, you know. It's a long season, and it's very uncommon that teams go undefeated. You know, this is a loss, and, and losses can sometimes be valuable in that it shows you the things that you need to work on, and it, and it shows you what not to do in the future. So sometimes knowing what not to do is just as important as knowing what to do. And uh, you know, we'll study this, and we'll, we'll take a really pointing eye at it and make sure that we're focused on the the details of, of our craft and making sure that execution gets right, and um, we'll be better because of it. You know, we are we do goof around a lot, Travis, but before we let you boogie, how are you feeling physically? I mean, obviously you missed all of last year. Mm -hmm. You look great out there. Do you feel 100% like yourself? You know, I, I, it's a, that's a good question. I, I felt good um, about where I was, um, you know, at the beginning of camp and at the beginning of the season, you know, a good starting point. I need to continue to improve through the season. Um to to get back to that mark, I don't think uh, I don't think I'm 
back 100% to, to my best self ever, um, but it's very hard to say that you'd ever be back to your best self at the first game of the season or um, even early on in the season. You, you generally... Um, at least the hope is to continue to improve throughout the season, and and uh, that's what my hope is. What should your Madden rating be right now? Uh, based on last night's game, probably like a fifty-seven. Oh, oh no, Travis! Uh, you know, Come but on. but we'll Come you know we'll, we'll keep going, and uh, you know hopefully we can raise that back up. Hey man, yeah, you do you do need a pep talk? Right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> this team is F. We're gonna watch. No, we're gonna watch the film. <laughs> we'll be done by like five o'clock today, and once that happens, yeah, we point forward, and everything's all good. Travis, I want to read this to you. A uh, fan, a listener. A he's Tolo. already down. Well, he, te- no, he texted us in. <laughs> now you're going to read a troll. KT's really uh, trying to eight, get it better. It's 877 881 It's the AutoFlex leasing Keep fan text. Up, uh, great advertising. And a guy says, yeah, I have to hit it or I'll get in trouble. Yeah, I got you. So the guy says, <laughs> man, this interview really helps a Monday loss. I feel bad for Travis, but this is therapy for the fans. Yeah. So thanks for doing it, Travis. Well, no, well, thanks for you guys for being the therapists. We're brave. Yeah. yeah uh, you guys really do the, the work that nobody else wants to do sometimes. <laughs> hey, don't cancel these interviews just because today was so weird. Uh, we love you, and uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, visit with us, and uh, we'll talk to you after a big win next week. All right, we'll talk to you next week. All right, man. See you later. There goes Travis Frederick. Hey, he Travis. is not going to make it through the week. Did you hear him? <laughs> He's still there. Travis. Hello? I mean, oh, he, he slammed, slammed his headset no, down and oh, ran no. off. I still think you're good at sports. <laughs> Oh my God! Which ones? All of them. Oh yeah. man, that yeah. no, that was awesome. We Definitely appreciate archery. Travis right. That and hey, it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to put a smile on a on a on a Cowboy Monday after a big loss. But uh, hey, that did it. That did the job pretty good. Coming up next, we'll go around the rest of the NFL. Oh no! <laughs> Dude, Cowboys Travis immediately walked up to a Travis piano. Playing down line. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. There's a piano yeah. in the Cowboys podcast he studio. He started playing. He's playing this song. <laughs> what a weird Not choice. Good, guys. This is how he feels. Coming up next, we'll go around the rest <laughs> of the NFL right here on 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.